So you want to get your MBA and you've got a few questions. Well, we've got answers. Welcome to the MBA podcast, the spot for honest and actionable advice about business school. For more information, check out our site at thembapodcast.com. Now, here's your host, David O'Brien. How much work history do I need and when does it become too much history? Answering this may bleed into non-traditional applications, so I might combine that section here. We'll see how long it takes to discuss a typical work history. Most applicants to top-tier schools have five years, give or take, of full-time progressive work experience. Internships associated with your undergraduate education do not count. Full-time means full-time. If you had multiple part-time jobs, maybe you supported yourself working at a bank while also trying to launch your own business, but were only ever considered part-time at the bank, this is fine so long as you can genuinely say you were putting in a full-time amount of effort. If you have serious doubts about the validity of your working situation, I'd say it probably doesn't count as work experience. This isn't predicated upon being paid, per se. If you're an entrepreneur and basically just accrued debt while building your business, that's fine. Or if you were in the Peace Corps and overseas volunteering for three years, that's a pretty cool story and counts as work experience. Now, if you smoked peyote in the desert and offered the occasional guided tour of the Grand Canyon, good for you, but that probably doesn't count. The work you did to be considered full-time needs to be readily uh, needs to readily showcase some sort of desirable skill set. Building a business, cool. Helping the less fortunate after medical school, amazing. That counts. Or on the flip side, you have one year of full-time experience working, but you also TA'd all four years of undergrad. I'm sorry, that typically doesn't count. All of that being said, the five years of work experience isn't a hard requirement, but be super aware of our tendency to fall victim to confirmation bias. If you're like biting your nails worried that your work experience doesn't really mean much, but you go looking for someone to confirm otherwise by asking questions like, don't you think this should count? You're probably not being honest and in reality have already answered your own question. In most cases, work experience and if it qualifies as such isn't a major issue. But for those other cases, maybe this will help. Every, everywhere else in your life, do you consider what you do or what you did for the last five years to be work experience? Are you only doubting it now because you're applying to a business school? If the answer is yes to both of these, then it probably counts as work experience. There isn't some hard metric either that directors use to say yay or nay when it comes to work experience. Again, if you're only doubting the legitimacy of your work experience in the context of an MBA, it's probably work experience. But how much experience is too little experience? Technically, per the colleges, there isn't a limit. But to give you an actual number, I'd say anything less than two years of experience. By the time you're clicking submit on your application, you'll want to have more than that. Now, this is a bit of a downhill section on your tour about application. If you have two years or, or less than five years of work experience, so you'll need to address that. Otherwise, how much is too much work experience? This number doesn't really exist. I know you may think that 10 years of work experience means you should go with an executive MBA, but that's not the case. Executive MBAs usually have seven or more years of work experience, but also have the word executive or director or owner or something major in their title. And no, I wouldn't qualify for an executive MBA because I own a podcast. If you're truly concerned whether you fit into the executive pool or not, chances are you probably don't. If you have a decade, decade of experience, though, you do fall into the non-traditional category. 
I'll address this, I promise, but let's finish up with work experience first. Your resume, which should in most cases be one page, maximum of two, should include your work experience with an eye towards highlighting leadership and growth opportunities. If you've worked for the same company for five years, but you've been promoted a few, time, a few times, it may be appropriate to list those positions as separate entries in the resume, so long as it doesn't grossly extend the length of the resume. And I just realized I didn't mention resume writing as one of the compulsory episodes of this podcast, but of course it will be. You can also mention internships and things like that in other sections of your resume or more likely in the extracurricular section of the application. Your work history does not need to be related to your future MBA goals. It also does not need to support your reason per se for getting an MBA. Much more on this during the essay episode. In general, we do want to tie in your work experience with why you want to get an MBA, but it may genuinely be as simple as, I hate what I do for a living and I want to change. Of course, we might word this a bit differently though. Point is that if you're a grade school teacher and you want to get an MBA, there's a way to make that background work in your favor through the essays and prepping with stuff like MBA math. This doesn't mean, though, that all the things are peachy keen equal. A junior consultant from Bain with an econ degree from University of Chicago who's getting an MBA so he can return to Bain as a higher level consultant has an extremely strong and relevant work history that is directly pointing towards success in and after business school. This is just awesome. It just is. It's only major downfall, if it has one, is its frequency. This type of candidate is common, but it's also common to get admitted with this sort of background. The undergraduate degree and position at Bain isn't something to balk at. It's a major accomplishment, but at the top tier schools, being awesome is also common, which is weird, I know. So even with that type of pedigree, you'll still want to give your admissions director the most exciting and smoothest ride up Mount admissions as possible. In the case of the Bain consultant, your work history is a lovely spot that's straight, tidy, and shoots right uphill. Good work. For the grade school teacher, you may have some work to do to smooth out that part, but you may also be able to show your directors something they haven't seen hundreds of times over. That's a question. Is my work history good enough? becoming an opportunity. Or as one of my favorite poems says, we're making ornaments of accidents and possibilities. That's from Pale Fire. You may also know it uh, from one of my favorite movies and Blade Runner 2049. It's the that version of the Voight-Kampf test. Another maybe more recognizable way to make it work for you is like Tim Gunn says, make it work designers. You need to make your work history work for you. If you have 15 years of work experience, address that. Say that you know you're non-traditional, but you hope to humbly bring a sense of maturity to your class and maybe provide an underrepresented perspective that these young 27-year-old MBA grads will be in positions of authority over people with more experience at their workplace and more experience on this earth. That's not something to under underestimate. Being able to lead a 17 and a 57-year-old is a real skill most of you will need. And on that note, we're, we're probably moving into non-traditional applicants finding their way for their work history to work for them. Uh, what about, do you come from a medical background, uh, a nurse or a liberal arts background or a starving poet? Now for the nurse, haven't you seen firsthand how as much as we pretend like it doesn't, money and health are bedfellows in first world countries? Sure, you've seen the miracle of modern medicine, but you've also seen the bill. When you say that you want to design, let's say, an app and a company that helps women navigate the insane and bizarrely sexist world of medicine, 
you're saying that with the full knowledge that comes from someone on the inside track with medicine, you've seen behind the curtain, your suggestions for a better process, they're not wishful thinking. They'd actually work, but you just need the business know-how because at the end of the day, again, medicine and money, they can't be separated. And how on earth does a poet get an MBA? I thought you'd never ask. I have no idea. No, I'm kidding. Um, You should be able to write really good essays, right? Like compelling communication is clear and concise. Leaders like the one I aim to be after an MBA from X university work through others. To lead effectively, I must communicate clearly. I don't know. You keep going on. You say something like, but what's another alliterative, alliterative word we can throw in? How about confidence? Lots of us lack confidence when it comes to communi- communicating. Humbly, I do not. But what about inspiring buy-in or just inspiring? I aim to fix my lack of that. The previous chapters of my life revolved around communication and communicating clearly and confidently. Now I want to lead and to do so with that same confidence and clarity, but most importantly, to do so with the harder knowledge provided by an MBA so that where I lead, others want to follow. I don't know, something like that, obviously with the stuttering and, and repeated words deleted. I don't have a delete key for my mouth, which would be nice. All right, non-traditional applicants have a huge opportunity to make their application stand out. You just have to know how to do it. That's what we're working on. Now, hard pivot here for non-traditional military people. Service to school, that's the number, sorry, that's service, and then the number two, school.org, service to school.org is a free volunteer service available to you. You can get a one-on-one tutor who's also a veteran and already has an MBA that'll guide you through the application process. And a lot of these people have MBAs from top tier schools. They'll also help you demilitarize your resume and application. This is honestly the major miss on most military applications. The resume is jargon heavy and often shirks accolades and accomplishments since we're so often offsetting any of our individual achievements by shining the light back on our unit. I get it. Almost everything we do or did in the military was in some way done together. Lame as it may be, you and your unit, you're not you're not applying to an MBA school together. It's just you. Your resume your resume needs to highlight you. I know this might be antithetical to who you are, but the people at service to school can help. I actually volunteer for that organization, but I work with MFA applicants, not MBA applicants, though I think I'm actually slotted to give a talk to veterans eyeing Stanford uh, GBS in the coming months. So I might actually talk to some of you there. All right. Again, non-traditional, you're going to be fine. Save the peyote smoking Grand Canyon tour guide, though, to be honest, I bet we could probably make your application a compelling one. In military, you got to demilitarize. And with that, we've come to the end of the episode. As always, my best to you and talk soon.